0: Previously on the J and Dan Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. The next time you're at a Vegas pool party and you're feeling a little, a little parched, just take a swig of what you're swimming in. Mm-hmm. If Yuppie had a homeless brother. Right. Who'd grown out all of his fur. And who's tweaked out. Total meth head. Uh, wandering the streets of Philly. Uh, giving mm-hmm. jobs to other mascots for $15. TSN mm-hmm.
2: builds an employee apartment building. Yeah. And then. Uh, all the f- that's gonna go on in a minute. That's the thing, you have your own reality show. Oh man, that would be bonkers. Who bangs
1: first? Mm-hmm. Well, Toronto's own through
2: Regina owned and, through, and
3: then... through via via Regina.
1: That's right, that's right. We but... all come via Regina. Mm-hmm.
2: Stadium seating of men just
1: yeah.
3: like <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I just went to adjust my glasses and I don't wear glasses. I just went to put in my catheter and I don't <laughs> need one.
4: You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Presented by our good
1: friends at Coors Light. Deliver it to the D Bar. Send it to the D Bar in my name. Dots. Dots.
2: Dancy time. Uh, what's the week? What? Oh, it's October first.
1: Holy, where's the time gone? Where's summer gone, Dan? We just saw Guy, our producer from the Olympics in Korea. He also uh, took the kids out east, like you did this past summer. But uh, when you asked him uh, <laughs> if he ate a lot of seafood out in Atlanta, Canada, what was his response?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't like seafood. I remember him. I remember
1: that? that now in Korea, all this delicious <laughs> seafood there, and he wasn't into it. He wasn't having it. He's the guy who carried Koreans across the street. The big muscular guy. <laughs> That's right.
2: He's very burly. Uh, You asked him he's working on Tokyo, you said?
1: Yeah, he's uh, busy working. We can officially confirm that we will be going to Tokyo 2020 to continue our fine coverage of the Olympics, this time the summer version in Tokyo 2020. Oh, I can't wait. Dan will feed my mouth. Men will feed Dan's mouth there. Dan will meet a beautiful geisha girl in Kyoto and uh, never return. Hmm. Never return.
2: Well, hopefully I'll still be working at TSM by then because uh, a couple of big lotteries coming up uh, I bought some tickets for, so one's $60 one's $40 million.
1: But I, I, I did love what you said yesterday because producer Tim also bought tickets to those hmm. lotteries and he said, you know, I'd be out of here like the second I won. And you said... I would show up until I got annoyed. Which we Why figured not, eh? was
2: like maybe a day, maybe two. <laughs> No, I I just yeah I would show up and just be half-assing it. I'd be showing up like half hour before the show, <laughs> and then until someone finally said, "Okay, you, yeah,
1: you you, you, you gotta to, go, you gotta leave." So that would be a week.
3: <laughs> Key at last time. And yeah,
1: you would for sure show up totally baked and high.
2: I'd I'd hire a car service to drive
1: me in, so have a little <laughs> cocktail
2: cart in the car.
1: That would be amazing. That would be the greatest week of television ever. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun! Just calling out players you don't like and the
2: highlights. And I'd be like Kent Brockman when he had like the gold chalice after. He... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he put a list of people that uh, that he didn't like up on
1: screen. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Uh, you know, uh, John Gibbons managed his last game with the Jays yesterday, and he allowed Russell Martin to manage the game. And I said, for your last. Uh, TV show that we did, you would just call out all the people that wronged you in just an expletive filled tirade. And I would just be like clapping like a little monkey next to you. Like, yes!
2: yes. And then I was thinking about that. I wouldn't have much, I wouldn't even have a list right now because we are so separated from everyone here at TSN and we've I got a great know, crew. Yeah. I
1: barely know who works here anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, other than Christoph mm-hmm. and then our crew on the show, we don't see anybody. Right. We have our own studio kind of on the other side of the lot. We're literally across the parking lot. Yeah, from everybody at Sports Center. So, yeah, I don't see... Like, I can't remember the last time I saw, say, uh, Laura Dyken or... Or Nabil. I haven't yeah. seen Nabil forever. Last time I saw
2: Nabil, I bored his belt. I still have it.
1: That's odd. Yeah. Did you exchange in the restroom?
2: No, he just... He had an It has changed my life. <laughs> I still got to order up one of those my pillows. Uh, G-Bone, one of our producers on the show, just swears by
1: it. Well, he just got a new pillow top mattress, too, so G-Bone's sleeping soundly.
2: Okay, here's... Uh, speaking of beds, <laughs> I saw one of those commercials where, you know, the, the beds, you can get them at uh, Sleep Country, and it it's, like, remote control, and you can sit up in it and stuff. Right. I've now reached the age where I'm like, I think I want one of those.
1: Really? Yeah. You should get one. I'd love to know... Uh And then you would have to do a bunch of Instagram stories. (laughs) Just, you know, you adjusting the bed to the right, you know. Because you uh, can put
2: your legs up and then you can. Yeah. Would you sleep like that, though? Yeah, I'd never have to use my body. I'm like, oh, time to get up.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a thousand percent in favor of that idea.
2: And then I just need to, to jerry rig something that would, like, push me out of bed. How. We'll get
1: that bed company to sponsor our show, and then we could do the chat in the side seats in the bed, (laughs) right? And then when the chat was over... Oh,
2: here's the thing. So if I do win the lottery, I will get my driver to take me in the bed to work. We wheel that into the studio.
1: I like that idea. That's the ultimate in laziness. I can't believe it's October, Dan. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: You know, Dan, this is exciting, because you know what October means baseball and basketball and Ben Teller Ben what? Teller
3: he's back baby no 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 no
2: no this is incorrect what, uh, no.
1: what an entrance what I an entrance uh, no
2: nope. October.
0: Put that song on one more time
1: no nope. let's hear it again staff one more time Ben Teller <laughs> No, October
2: 29th was uh, the official day.
1: (laughs) Well, we just heard October, so we figured, you know, it had been far too long. And and this guy's been in Thailand, and you're leaving back to Thailand tomorrow, Ben? Tomorrow morning, back for another month. Jeez, what are you doing down there? Oh, I wonder. Uh,
0: Come on, Dan. Um... (laughs) No, I uh what I'm w i am got a new job, right? Working for ClassPass. So I'm uh Okay, well let's stop. In, what what is that?
1: Yeah. Tell us what it is. So
0: it's like yeah, so it's like a fitness aggregator app. So like Priceline and Expedia for Boutique Fitness.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I wish I had come up with that idea. How did you get that job? That's fascinating.
0: Yeah, I, uh while I was uh, unemployed between my last two jobs, was at a Starbucks every day and just kind of applied and uh, yeah, I went for it. Moved out there July 23rd and uh, been traveling since. It's been a lot of fun.
1: You've been on the road more than you've been in new, your new home of New York City.
0: Yeah, so for the nine weeks since I've got the job, uh, I spent four in New York, three in Thailand, one in Jacksonville, and one in Montana.
1: You're living the life, my friend, and I guess the question that all our listeners want to know is, uh, how's the ladies' situation, especially down in... Uh... In in Bangkok, what's happening down there in Bangkok?
0: Dan, are you in there? Oh, I'm here. Are you? There? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Miss you. Can, um, did? No. It's, what? Uh, hey, so first it's, off,
2: can you get your new job to provide you with a better phone?
0: Can you not hear me? No, yes.
2: Sounds like you're spe- speaking through a rug.
1: Is it better now? Yeah. No. It's it's actually worse, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oof. We can hear you loud and clear. Where are you, by the way? Are you in what NYC? What was that? <laughs> are you where are you right now? Are you you're in NYC getting packed no, up for the I, next trip? I'm in I, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh. At least I wanted to fly a round trip.
0: And now we can uh, hear LA. you great. Yeah, it's about five and a half hours shorter
1: from Los Angeles. Right. And
0: uh, I wanted to see my folks for a couple of days before I go back out.
1: Maybe um, uh, catch up with some of the uh, ladies that you were acquainted with before. Or? Guys, every girl in Los Angeles.
0: Like, I don't even talk to them. I don't even know who they are, what they did. New York, Thailand, Montana is where my head's at these days. Wow, look at you. Things have changed. So uh, give us some of the deets. Okay, so I went on. So in the five weeks I was in New York, I went on one date every week. Um, Five different girls. wide range, like some 22-year-olds and then some 33-year-olds and then some, like, 29-year-olds. And I don't know. I have like, yeah. One, it was a lot of fun. Two, a little expensive. But three, I feel like I'm really figuring out what I like. Like this really cute 34-year-old. She like was Um, Her parents have a house on the Upper West Side and a house in the Hamptons. And I'm like, yeah, lock in on that, enough. buddy. Yeah, I know, right? That would be a good one. Um, I went out with a 23-year-old who was talking about Instagram for an hour. So I bought her a drink and then left. Ooh. Um, yeah, I just walked out of the bar. That was a fun one. Uh, I met a girl. was really great. She kept talking about her dog. She then texted me right after and saying, Ugh, "I don't think this is going to work out." And I said, "Okay." Um, <laughs> what else? Um, what about Thailand? You know, I, I went. Oh yeah, this is. I did actually go on a date in Thailand. Uh, with a Thai woman? Yeah, she was twenty five. It was a, She was a like a studio manager of one of the studios that I was working with. I'm okay. A little weird.
1: Why? What happened? She'd take you to a massage parlor?
0: No, I go, I go to those on my own. Good um, for you. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't work out. Maybe it was a language barrier. <laughs> Could she speak <laughs> English? Uh, yeah, but it's so funny. So, like, she learned English in an international school, but she learned it from someone who was British and Australian. So she speaks an Australian accent and a British accent and doesn't know that she's doing it. So it's very weird, right? Could you imagine looking at someone watching them talk and then she's like with a British
1: accent, That's They're, their language. Let's get to They're the important sports. thing. Did you do her? No, no, oh. no sex guys.
0: Guys, I haven't had sex
1: in a very long
0: time. Can, can we get back no to your no sex
1: in a, in a very long time. What?
2: Can we get back to your phone? Are you walking? <laughs> Are you resting it on your shoulder? I think it sounds great. No, no, it's c-
1: it's cutting in and out. It was cutting in and out a bit. It's
2: like in Thailand, New York.
0: What about now? Good.
2: <laughs> Just stand still and don't move the phone. Thank you.
0: I really feel like, uh, guys. Can you guys tell me what you've been doing? I have no idea.
1: I we've missed you so much, buddy, and and so many of the listeners have been been waiting for this moment for many many months. Uh, Dan,
2: uh, I don't know. I think we. If we took a poll, it might
1: tell you different. We will take a poll. Can we do yeah, that stuff? Yeah, let's
0: take a poll. Yeah. yeah. Can we do that? We'll How do many it. people miss Ben?
1: Yes, on the pod. How many people miss Ben? Ben okay. is back on the pod. How many people missed him?
2: And what do we do with the results? If it's more
0: than 50%, I get to come back once a month for the next four months. Oh, Wow. If it less, will not be. If it's less than 50%, I'll come on every other month.
1: <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I think that's fair. <laughs> no. No. Why Why isn't that fair? That's very fair. Every, All right. Well, let me, guys, can I just get to the Would You Rather? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because you got to pack. you got to get ready to go to Thailand. Sure. So wait, how long are you going to Thailand for? 29 days. Jesus. You're practically living down there. What's yeah, the. I live, uh, I, I live in the Wild well Hotel. Is that a. Uh, is that for like rubbing tugs?
0: Yeah, it's right next to Dream Massage, which is fantastic. <laughs> you need to go and check it out.
1: Dream. It's time for would you rather? rather, rather. Dream massage, amazing. Buddy. Yeah, no,
0: highly recommend. Boom, she's super sweet, really nice. Um, anyways, okay. So in the light, in light of Thailand and Ladyboys, I feel like this is a perfect would you rather.
1: Okay, yeah, for sure.
0: Would you rather be hooking up with a woman? Mm-hmm. You know, she, you know, she's doing a little bit of oral sex. So you're like, you know what? I should return the favor, and you find out she has a penis. Okay. Or would you rather make out with a smoking hot chick at a party? You both are drunk, you're having a good time, but you find out the next morning she was your cousin.
2: Ooh. Yeah. You're obsessed with sexual relations with relatives. <laughs> obsessed. Like, to a point where you should seek counseling.
0: Guys,
1: I love my family. I'm
0: sure you love your family, Dan.
1: Oh Yeah, Dan, you love your family? Dan, you didn't answer. No, I refuse
2: to answer these questions that involve (laughs) relations with relatives.
1: I've said this
0: a million
2: times.
1: And this is why... Dan,
0: I feel like I did a good thing here, right? I didn't answer annoying... I, when we called, I was really calm. Yeah, but I came back with the "Would you rather." I feel like this is a good middle ground. Let's put the poll up, see what the users yeah, want. Yeah, we'll get Jay. Danny.
2: We'll get Danny to put the poll up Love on it. Jay and Dan. Okay, uh, on uh, on Twitter, and yeah. And we'll uh, let the people speak.
0: All right. So can we go over the rules one more time?
1: More than fifty percent once a month. Once a less month, than 50% no. Less than fifty percent every other month. Every other no, month. Zero. That's Totally Z- fair.
2: No zero.
1: <laughs> no, no! Every yeah. other month. Every other month. I'm with I'm with Ben on this one. Staff, who are you with here? Yeah, I'm with Ben. Yeah, stops with shot. Ben. Dude, so, <laughs>
2: so people, so people don't like you, and you still appear. That makes no sense. That makes well, zero sense.
0: Jay and I have this mutual relationship with each other where we want to talk, but we'll we'll push it back a month for you. But
1: otherwise, we just got to sacrifice you. I mean, I think Dan wants to talk to you, but just maybe every other month. Just send me an email. That's all I need. <laughs> send me an email. I'll take a
2: peek. I'll say, oh, Ben's still alive. That's good.
0: Dan, what if? Uh, when I get back in Thailand, I feel like I'll need a vacation. Uh, I was thinking about, no, seriously, end yeah. of November, maybe I'll
1: come to Toronto. Yes. Boys.
2: Love uh, it. Good. I don't live uh, in Toronto, so uh, you, you'll enjoy the city. Go to the CN Tower.
1: Um, we'll talk about that, Ben. I love this idea. Safe travels to Thailand, and, uh, and be safe, okay, my friend?
0: Thank you so much for having me. Jay, Dan, I love you guys.
1: Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Have man. fun at Dream Massage. We move on to our next guest, who we are very thrilled to have on. Uh, he is uh, a TSN hockey insider and a good friend. It is uh, it is Brooklyn's own Darren Dreger. Dregs, how are you, buddy?
4: Ah, I'm doing well, boys. Listen how are to you? That audio quality, <laughs> boom, out of the gate.
1: Out of the gate, beautiful audio quality. Our last guest, Dregs, the audio quality was questionable.
4: Nah, there was more than just the audio quality that was questionable <laughs> about your last guest. Who's kidding who? Yes, thank you, Darren Dreger. That's why I always like Dregs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Dregs, uh, here we are. Is this is this the most exciting week of the year for you professionally? Ah. Professionally?
4: No, no. In fact, uh, the July first week mm. is the most exciting week um, because I'm often on holidays by July fifth, Yeah. and I'm quite excited about that. <laughs> normally, <laughs> but now this is a good one. I you look. I mean, uh, we are weary of uh, you know talking about what might happen with this team and that team and all the speculation and expectation and all of that. So uh, it is, uh, it's fun to you know, look at the meaningful side of the game, which starts this week with a regular season.
2: Uh, Dregs, guide us through your summer break. Do you have personal rules you put in place where you're like, I'm not uh, discussing <laughs> hockey, I'm not reading about hockey, I'm not phoning anyone, I'm not going on social media? What do you do?
4: No, I, I don't really. And I think I did when my kids were younger. Um, because obviously there's a lot of stuff that they want to do with you and you want to do with them. But now that I have a 19 year old and a 17 year old, it doesn't apply because they don't want to have anything to do with me anymore. <laughs> um, so no, I was very selfish. I traveled. Uh, we traveled. I played a, a fair bit of golf. I laid by the pool and, Uh, I did a lot of nothing, frankly, this summer, and it was glorious, every moment of it.
2: So with uh, your kids being that age, does that mean you don't put the rink in the backyard in the winter now?
4: No, well, we did last year, but it wasn't the backyard ring. Now we've graduated to a pond, Dan. Oh, you know, boy. I mean, yeah, the rink was kind of nice. You know, it was a little snooty. I had uh, Custom Ice. <laughs> Remember uh, Dave Gagne, Sam Gagne's dad, who uh, I think was the original member or founding father of Custom Ice, um, and, and, you know, I, 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 was never that big of a deal. Gary Roberts had a, a big system in his backyard. Darcy Tucker at the time. I was one of the, uh, early ads into the custom, uh, ice sort of grouping, but I went small. And it only lasted about three, four years. Then we moved from that house and moved into this big palatial estate. <laughs> it's um, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you know, there's, there's a bit of a shadow because Bob McKenzie lives on the other side of Brooklyn. Right. And yeah, I mean, his compound literally kind of. You know, we we all live in the darkness, uh, right. based on the property that he takes over. Right. Uh, but but I do have the advantage in that I've got a pond that's uh, in my backyard, and Mother Nature does all the work for you. Or a pond well, pond yeah, would be good for you. Normally Mother Nature does good work, but last couple of years it's been tough. So I, I end up doing a lot of manual labor. Uh, my kids don't play on it anymore, and you know what really pisses me off. The neighbor kids don't even play on it anymore. So, so you're why dispen- am I doing it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What is the point? Yeah. What is the it's point? Yeah. 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 point? Drake, here's a question. Do you, uh, how competitive are you still to this day? Like, I know you're friendly with guys who work at other outlets, and how can you not be? You see each other all the time, you see each other at games. Do you still get competitive about breaking news first? Or does the fact that everybody seems to to report things within seconds of each other (laughs) sort of take a little bit of the edge off of that?
4: it does for sure I mean social media spoiled it for me and Bob and and Pierre and everybody that uh, yeah I mean Bob is uh, he's the Bob father right I mean you know Bob pioneered uh, the the position of insider in in the National Hockey League no question about that and in back in that day and when I came on to TSN at in 2006 there was no Twitter there was no social media so I, I mean if, if we got in contact with any team in particular, and they happen to have a, a significant injury or something went down that day with that club, you know, we were the first to break it. And we'd do it on tsn.ca or we'd do it on radio or, you know, we do it on Center. Now, you know, the quality of the beat writer that has always been there is is finally being recognized because, you know, all beat writers have access to the same information uh, that we thought that we had cornered back in the day. But in answer to your question, yeah, the juices still get flowing. No question about that. I'm still very, very competitive, and I'll admit that you know even when I and we all judge to a degree. Um, but, you know, I'll be trolling through Twitter and I'll see, you know, this guy's got something and I kind of roll my eyes like, I mean, man, you're painting this like it's a big deal. Right. It's not a big deal, uh, but we all do it. So, yeah, the, the, the competitive juice still flows.
2: Dregs, on a typical day during the NHL season, how many emails, texts, phone calls would you make uh, to uh, your contacts, to, yeah. to NHL teams? Is it, is, it, is it consistent every day or is it are there lulls?
4: Uh, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are are consistently busy uh, because in, in the throes of the regular season, we have insider trading on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And which you know, we that... love. We love the insider. <laughs> well, and that's where Bob and I and Pierre obviously dig as deep as we can to, uh, if not break news, at least, you know, provide some some insight into some of the bigger stories or take you into a corner that maybe otherwise you're not going to get to. And and that's a difficult process. You know, I, you start, you know, on the weekends and that leans into Monday. And look, I can tell you this firsthand because it happens all the time. If, if you don't have something that you think is interesting by Tuesday morning, you're, you're in a, you're in a sweat. You're, you're in a panic. Maybe Bob doesn't get that way anymore. Um, but I know I do, um, because you want to, you want to bring something that's unique to that segment, you know, not just kind of dive into the same old storyline that has been maybe talked about for the last several days. So, yeah, I mean, those days in particular, we're grinding it out and you're, you know, you're throwing lines sometimes in the same water but you're just you're you're digging for anything that's uh going to be at least measured by newness or you know something that might be interesting to a pretty broad audience
1: so let's get into some of the canadian teams and i you know i we try to not do this we try to be balanced but i'm only going to start with the leafs for one reason because you and i texted last week and i asked you a question about William Nylander's contract, and I said, why aren't other teams offer sheeting this guy? Yeah. And you have since said, and not just to me, but uh, on Insider Trading, yeah. that you feel that Mitch Marner is more likely to be an offer sheet target, which makes perfect sense to me. But I guess my general question is, why aren't there more offer sheets out there? Why, you know, it's, it's practically collusion. Don't teams want yeah. to improve their, their teams?
4: Well, you would think that would be the case. I mean, positionally it's it's usually motivated and it's it's normally if you're going to offer sheet, you know, like a a, a a centerman who doesn't appear to be can't miss, you know, he's just one of those guys that that you know is is special. Uh likewise for a, a defenseman, maybe on occasion a goalie, but you know there is that that uh you know, not collusion, but you know, general managers don't really want to piss each other off because payback can be a problem moving right. forward. And 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 look, w- you also have to to make sure that when you're offer shooting a player, that the team maybe doesn't want to match, or or most definitely wants to match, but can't. You know, right. what I mean, they have to be in such a state of cap hell. That uh, the offer sheet is is going to have some teeth. Otherwise, again, as I said, you're you're just upsetting somebody who may be not only a colleague but might help you down the road. Right. But now you're turning into a a, a better rival. But that's why, for me, the the Toronto Maple Leafs are a little bit unique in that world. Um, number one. Kyle Dubas is respected. Every general manager in the NHL is respected, but he's as green as grass. He doesn't have the same relationships that, you know, most of the existing general managers would have with one another. And everybody looks at the Toronto Maple Leafs um, and can clearly see that they're okay this year with with cap space. They've got an abundance of it. Next year, once you've signed Matthews, Nylander will be on the books by then. I, I've said this repeatedly. I do think that Marner is going to be the last to sign – and he appears to be prolific. So if, if in fact, he maintains that uh, pace of play this season, I think that Toronto is definitely in the crosshairs. Uh,
2: I was born and raised in Peterborough, so I, I've known Leafs fans all my uh, life. I have never seen Leafs Nation as wired as they are going into a season, or am I reading this wrong? Because it is at a fever pitch it during is. the preseason.
4: Yeah, it really is. And... Uh, you know, it's it's fun to be a part of it from the outside looking in um, because, you know, Toronto went through a state where things were pretty bad for a while too, right? And, you know, the hiring of Babcock made a difference. Bringing in Brendan Shanahan to some degree made a difference. Uh, Lou Lamarello stabilizing, all of those things. But let's not lose sight of the most important piece of this turnaround and transformation of the Toronto Maple Leafs into a legit Stanley Cup contender. They won the lottery, and the lottery is Austin Matthews. If Austin Matthews isn't in Toronto, neither is John Tavares. He he's just he's he's going somewhere else or he's staying with the New York Islanders. I mean, you know, in in Austin Matthews there's hope. Um and with that hope comes the reality of players wanting to play in Toronto because they look at Toronto as not just being a one-off. And Babcock put it uh, very appropriately a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when he said the pieces are there to go on a good run, and that's not just winning a Stanley Cup or challenging for a Stanley Cup. That's that's challenging for multi Stanley Cups, and that's why the pieces, you know, like John Tavares, are 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 buying in. They, they got lucky in winning the lottery. So in saying all that, I can understand why the fan base is as jazzed up as uh, they should be.
1: Edmonton got lucky, too, over and over yeah. and over again. And uh, yeah. so last year, it really didn't work out. It was it was pretty rough. I, any indication from the, a pretty good preseason by that team that maybe that was just a, a blip, a bump in the road?
4: Well, look, I mean, you know, the, they're getting production... Uh, off the wing, which they did not get at any point really last season. You know, you're looking at ty ratty who you know a number of uh people have asked me via twitter or other means you know is there a sleeper in the pool i'm like take ty ratty I, yeah. I don't care what round it is not really a sleeper if you're playing with connor mcdavid and who knows how long he'll be there but he proved at least in a short window uh in in the preseason that you know he can put the puck in the net likewise with yamamoto who's a a young guy who's just cutting his nhl teeth if those players can be as good in the regular season as they appeared to be in the preseason. Then I I do think that Connor McDavid is going to have some help. And then beyond that, they still have questions on the back end, um, an injury to Sakara, some other aspects of that blue line that you know are are a little bit sketchy. And then ultimately, you know, you wonder about the goaltending of Cam Talbot. I like Cam Talbot. I didn't like him last year. How could you? He wasn't good enough. But I think that he's at least in a position to have a bounce back here. So I'm going to take, uh, the position of the optimist here and, and hope for Edmonton's sake that all the things that I've just talked about actually happen because the league is better. Our jobs are easier when teams like Toronto are successful. Edmonton is successful. And you, you know, you see the work that some of the other Canadians have, uh, been, have been putting in is realized and it uh, transfers into results
2: and all the buzz was about the Oilers last year and then they stumble out of the gate you'll never fly under the radar with Connor McDavid on your team but they are kind of flying under the radar right now
4: and that's fine Uh, you know we we had to do projections uh, for you know the the playoff teams the Eastern Conference finalists the Western Conference finalists all that and I had Edmonton making the playoffs I think I had him as a, a wild card team in the Western Conference but that would be okay, wouldn't it? I mean, all you got to do is qualify once you qualify then anything you know, can happen anything can happen and when you've got the talent level of Connor McDavid, assuming that the Oilers are as good as I'm giving them credit for, then you never know they might do it
1: um the Winnipeg Jets are definitely as good as you give them credit for, and Kevin yeah. Dayoff might be sneakily the best GM in the National Hockey League just by virtue dregs of the deals he was able to put together this summer. Um, to to lock up guys long term and keep this yeah. core together, this is essentially the same team that we saw last year go deep into the postseason.
4: Yeah, and, and look, he's got some heavy lifting ahead with you know Patrick Liney uh, right at the, uh, the top of the list. You know we talk about Marner, we talk about Matthews. Obviously, we're talking about Nylander because he's an RFA, but Patrick Liney is going to have to get a deal at some point this season, and he will. And it's going to be a uh, uh, a big number, but Shoveled AF had no time off this summer because of everything that you just said, Jay. I mean, he had to deal with Connor Hellebuck early. You know, Blake Wheeler. I don't. I, I don't think it's fair to call him underrated because I think we can all appreciate what Blake Wheeler brings on and off the ice in Winnipeg. But to me, that was a crucial signing to get that done. Now you look at some of the other areas that he's going to have to address. Josh Morrissey signed on a uh, on a short bridge deal. But the saga that is Jacob Truba or Tyler Myers, two guys going in the final year of their deals, I mean, that's that's going to rear the ugly head at some point, hopefully towards the end of the season. And and I just don't see Winnipeg being able to keep both those guys. You know, we used to talk about David Poyle of the Nashville Predators being perhaps the most conservative NHL general manager, methodically go through his business, wouldn't make trades unless he felt like they were can't miss. Well, in the last few years, I mean, Poyle has added this guy, and (laughs) he signed that guy, and he's traded for CalTouris, and he's done all of these big things, uh, multiple trades. Now that title of uh, uber-conservative belongs to Chevrolet He is a very, very cerebral general manager, but he's got... You know, real good support from uh, his owners there. So I, I, I like the path that the Winnipeg Jets are on.
2: Okay, so you, I'm going to safely assume you have the Jets going to the playoffs, too. So you have the, the yep. Leafs, the Jets, yep. and the Oilers. Uh, now let's go into the, uh, the fringes of our Canadian teams. Uh, why don't we go into Vancouver? Because uh, uh, I, I don't see the, the postseason yeah. in their future.
4: No, I, and in fact, uh, I have Calgary finishing ahead of Edmonton in the west oh, I, wow. okay I, yeah i think brad Trilliving did some interesting things this year you know the trade with the carolina hurricanes bringing noah hannafin in and Lindholm. I, I i like both those players i think they're going to make the calgary flames out much better you know is goaltending going to be as good as it needs to be again let's uh, play the role of the optimist and assume that it is and if it is then uh, i think calgary is going to be a very good team vancouver for me uh is in a position to take a step backwards but that's okay that's okay. I mean, you know, they, they've got to feel some of that pain. They've got some good young developing players. Um, and beyond... they have to form
2: their own identity now. There's no sedans yeah. for the first time. And, and they might have yeah. the rookie of the year in Pedersen, too. Yeah, you know? they, yeah, they
4: could. I mean, there's some real, you know, uh, big pieces on the younger side in, in Vancouver, but I'm just not sure where all their goals are going to come from beyond what they've got again in, in their inexperienced players like Horvat, uh, Brock Besser, Pettersson. I mean, go down the list of those players. I, I don't know that they've done enough to add some veteran depth and balance, uh, to, to make things okay. I, I I think they will be competitive, but I don't, I I mean, I, Vancouver is going to be bottom third of the league for sure.
1: I, uh, Travis Green looked very sad after the <laughs> yeah. preseason. Yeah. He just looked sad. Like a, like, I know. He looked like, whoa, my God, this is going to be a long year <laughs> for me. Uh, well, in
4: fact, I saw an interview he did the other day, and I thought it was like I, I was watching it on SD instead of HD. I'm like... Like, he can't look like that. What is going on? <laughs> it's just sleep-deprived and, and worry. I mean, it takes an emotional toll. And it's the preseason. Let's yeah. let's have a look at the poor man at the midway point of the year. Let's jump back to Calgary.
2: Maybe I missed it over the summer, but we still have nothing in place for a new arena, right?
4: No, no. But that... You look, I, I mean, how many times have we heard Commissioner Bettman talk about Calgary's need for an arena? So... You know, at some point, they're going to continue to push the buttons. I, I don't buy any of this stuff. It survived two floods. I, I, I know. And I, look, I don't buy any of the crap that, that Calgary is going anywhere. I, that, that threat that the team is leaving and ownership may sell if they don't get a deal. Ah, come on. Like, yeah.
1: It's, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's not going to It's political
4: happen. posturing yeah. from both sides. Now, and then both sides are being unreasonable and they, and, and they have for a long time. I mean, the fact that we haven't talked about it is probably a Good thing. That's true. Because maybe they're you know they're all getting a good dose of common sense and they will find a deal.
1: Um Let's go back out east. Montreal was intriguing because I felt like as we went into the preseason, it was it was a lot of doom and gloom, Yeah. and strength. You know, with Kanyemi and with Shea Weber being named the captain today, and Carey Price looking pretty healthy. And yeah. I'm not saying they're going to make the postseason, but it seems like maybe, just maybe, they won't be as bad as we thought they would be.
4: Yeah, fair assessment. I mean, that's my read on it as well. And, uh, you know, I haven't covered any of the, the training camp or preseason of the, the Montreal Canadiens in person, you know, from afar. And I talked to enough people in Montreal that I that I trust and believe. You know, there there is a freshness. And Mark Bergevin has been really reluctant to name anything associated with what they're doing as a rebuild, but he has used the term reset and refresh, and I think that's appropriate. You know, uh, I'm a Max Pacioretty fan. I think he's a hell of a hockey player. I think he's going to do great things with the Vegas Golden Knights, but I also believe and know it was time for him to move on. Uh, You know, whatever that dark cloud was, um, whether he owned a piece of it or not, it, it feels like it's gone, and there's a freshness around that dressing room and around this organization that maybe we haven't felt or sensed for the last few seasons now, because Brian
2: Mudrick's calling the games
4: well and and that's yeah, that's a big part of it for sure I mean i although I saw yeah I saw him do an Instagram post last week from Montreal, and he was bragging about his trek to the gym, but while he was going to the gym, he stopped at the liquor store so he could buy himself a <laughs> bottle of wine and then he and then he picked it up afterwards and he was it was one of those cheesy huffing and puffing and while you're in the gym <laughs> Hey, hey guys! Uh, just so you know, uh, I, I I didn't drink the wine before the workout, but I'm gonna drink it now. Maybe. So I mean, he's he's gonna fit in beautifully yeah. in that uh, environment in Montreal. But the, no, no, look, I mean, so many things have gone poorly in Montreal, uh, no different than any of the Canadian cities. You know, the league is healthier when the Canadian teams are competitive and doing well. I see them as a non-playoff team, but I don't think that they're going to be as bad as uh, maybe others think.
2: And we
1: we saved the best for yeah, last. We did, Dregs. <laughs> <Okay. Uh-oh. laughs> now. I, I, this is one thing we noticed about Ottawa when the when Zach Smith was put on waivers. Yeah, before, yeah I like to call it pre-Zach Smith, post-Zach Smith. Before Zach Smith, you know uh, Matt Duchesne, We've talked about it. He's got the. He's from Halliburton. He loves that he can get home quick. I'm thinking, yeah. you know what? He's he might stick around. He might stay. He just likes living there. Uh, same with Stone. Seemed to like it. And then that Zach Smith thing happened, and like Duchesne could not have been more blunt about oh. how pissed you off he was about that. Yeah. Uh, same with Stone. And then suddenly you're like, geez, maybe these guys are going to leave too, and it's going to be a total, a
4: and, complete yeah. tear down. And
2: Duchesne saying that in today's day and age where players say nothing, that was what made it even more alarming.
4: Yeah. Well, look, both those guys are quality human beings, right? And so they're going to do what's right Um, for the younger player, because it's time to pay back a little bit. You know, Matt Duchesne had uh, a decent quality mentor group around him uh, in Colorado. Then things went sideways. You know, Mark Stone has talked about Zach Smith being that guy or one of those guys for him, you know, developing within that Ottawa Senators organization. So they're willing to, to pay back. No question about that. But they're also keen business guys, right? And they know that, you know, if they play well and they put up the numbers, then they're going to control, you know, whatever their options are. Neither one of those guys, because of who they are, are going to come out at any point in the next few months. um, Certainly not before several weeks leading up to the trade deadline to say, yeah, I'm going to free agency. Um, nah, I'm now I'm not signing here. They're not going to do that. They're not going to be disrespectful. Um, they're both represented by, by quality big power agents. Um, so they'll let those guys earn their money. I got a hard time believing that both are going to stay in Ottawa. And I don't know. I, I, even though, you know, Mark Stone says all the, the right things, and I'm not questioning him here, but he is so highly thought of around the league When you've earned the right to go to unrestricted free agency, why wouldn't you test the market? Yeah, agree. Why wouldn't you? I agree. Why wouldn't you? Why would you just throw away you know another two three years of your career because that's what's honestly it's going to take for the Ottawa Senators to to develop back into a contending team and based on everything I look at I I, I'm okay with Pierre Dorian I think he, he he works in. You know, a real tough environment. And I think that because of the environment he works in, he's done good things. But if I'm a pending, unrestricted free agent, man, I'm looking at what the market has to, to, to offer. I, I may not jump at the biggest dollar, but I might do what John DeVaris did. Play it to the hilt. Why, recognize and- where your best fit is, where you can win, make some money, yeah. long-time security. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: And and be the, the prompt king for a little while and let everybody yeah. come around and, uh, you know, ruffle your feathers a little bit. Why not? Sure. You yeah. only get a chance to have it done once. So. Maybe twice.
4: <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I mean, I, the, look, it, the, there are teams out there that are going to make it really tough on the Ottawa Senators uh, leading up to that trade deadline. You know, tough in the sense that you know, they're going to say, look, you made a mistake with Eric Carlson. You should have traded him at the trade deadline because you know going into the final year of his contract, you could have had him for two playoff runs. Well, you don't have that luxury with Duchesne or with Mark Stone, yeah. but get something rather than nothing if both those players walk out.
2: Throw the uh, Sens fans a bone. Sell sell some Sens <laughs> yeah. tickets. Why would <laughs> you want to go to a Sens game this year? There's got to be a reason. Well,
4: they, they might
1: get the first overall pick. Oh, Uh, no, God. Oh, Jack Hughes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you
4: just, you just ripped the (laughs) band-aid off. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dan. Uh, I, I, I do a lot of Ottawa games and I've done a few of them in the preseason. The last two games the Sens played now, they, they played one last uh, Thursday against Chicago, beat the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago. The Hawks aren't very good. Patrick Kane wasn't playing in that game. So, I, I mean, you have to temper it a little bit. I liked Ottawa in that game, and I liked him a lot in the game Saturday against Montreal. Uh, Brady Kachuk for me is worth the price of admission. This kid is going to do something interesting every single night, if not every single shift. You know, it's either going to be a chance that he helps create, as he did, you know, in uh, setting up Matt Duchesne against Montreal, or just the stuff that he does in front of the net, you know, how he gets under people's skin. I mean, he is just fun to watch. And I think he's going to, even though he's a teenager, he's going to drag a lot of guys as Dave Poolin described in that game, uh, against the Blackhawks. Brady Kachuk is going to drag a lot of guys to the party who are playing with him or watching him play. So if you've got Brady Kachuk going, you've got uh, Thomas Chabot on the back end who, who looks like he's going to be real good. Formington is an absolute rocket on that wing. You know, he looks like he's going to stick. And then you add Deshane and you add uh, Stone and you get quality goaltending. I, I think Ottawa can keep it competitive, and that's all the fan base should ask for.
2: Um, you mentioned Chicago. i throw this one out of left field. Um because I haven't heard anything, Corey Crawford, is he going to play this year? He's been medically cleared to play, but yeah, it was his first time on the ice since like February? I yeah.
4: Think. I mean, everyone's hopeful, including Corey Crawford. And I think I saw on Twitter today that they're, you know, they're wondering if maybe he needs to spend a little bit of conditioning time in the American League, uh, you know, just to to, to kind of get get him back facing pucks and get his timing back and all those things. Everybody is saying the right things. But I can tell you there was a point last season where many, um, including those very close to the the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, were questioning whether or not he was a- ever going to be able to come back again. Hmm. Um, so until, as I say, or as uh, some say, you see the whites of his eyes <laughs> hmm. in the crease in the, in the Chicago Blackhawks regular season, then... I'm not so sure. But everything's trending towards him coming back. So, again, let's give him a little bit of a yeah.
1: F- Final question for you, Dregs. Gritty, your
4: thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a joke initially. I thought, <laughs> what the hell is going on in Philadelphia? They can't be that desperate to pull a PR stunt like this. But they've hit a home run. He's everywhere. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's everywhere. It's worked. So. I, but uh, let me ask you guys. Do you honestly think that they had planned it? Yes. Like the reaction this way? You do? See, I think this is just good dumb luck. Yeah, maybe it is kind of dumb luck.
1: Maybe it is because um, the designer of Gritty seems to indicate that oh, he yeah, just course. thought he was just designing another cool mascot and yeah. and this is so yeah maybe you're right maybe it was just dumb luck but i i do maintain that hunter the terrifying uh lynx mascot that the oilers introduced last year <laughs> was uh the opposite of dumb luck that was just yeah, dumb i was, <laughs> that was just, just dumb, dumb.
4: I, look at i i i try my best not to talk about mascots because <laughs> i just i mean again you know, Jay, you're up there. You're, you know, your your family is is growing, and yeah. the mascot thing matters. Oh, for sure, uh, Dan. I don't know. Are your girls past that stage? Oh they no, they still, still like of... they.
2: They always know where the mascot is.
4: Yeah, see, see, my 17 year old son, he he'd rather rip the tongue out of Harvey the Hound if Harvey right. the <laughs> Hound was still around. So it doesn't really matter to me anymore but i mean I, I i'm not gonna lie i did kind of get sucked into whatever that was of uh of gretty and maybe it was just the reaction and and I'm, so i'm sort of starting to tip towards all right you know good on philadelphia yeah i don't quite get it but you know to get this much publicity out of something so stupid i guess uh, <laughs> they deserve credit. did they
2: retire harvey the hound in calgary
1: oh i don't know
4: i don't
3: know
1: uh either way craig craig has got his tongue
2: well, you look back at that costume, and they spent about see a he, hundred bucks on it.
4: I know. I mean, yeah, some some old Bubba in uh, Calgary sewed that thing together. That's right, Monday. You, you know what we need to do at some point is uh, y- you need to put the the human identity to the mascot. So, end of the year, you should be, there should be a split screen. Okay, here's the mascot, Gritty. Here's who, who's, here's who's inside Gritty.
2: No, you can't, you yeah. can't. Pull oh, it. yes, you can't pull gotta it. do yes. that. Let's see uh, it.
4: Hey, and I mean, Carlton the bear actually, and I'm not gonna talk about this poor person. <laughs> <laughs> this individual like created their own uh, celebrity of being, the 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 human inside Carlton the bear. Right, really? right. Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, I mean, the guy inside Gritty is for sure a meth head. So I just well, want how do you to know get it's a clean. guy. Oh yeah, or girl. I just know for sure that that person needs to get clean and fast. Or <laughs> Maybe there are
4: multiple humans inside Gritty. Maybe Sorry. Gritty is like a seven day a week job. Like you, <laughs> there's no way you can't. It's like doing Jay and Dan show. Like you guys, you know, you need time. You gotta recharge the batteries. So Gritty's oh, yeah. got to be like five different people.
1: It's very, it's very. I wish we had five other people that could just step in <laughs> for us.
2: Just yeah, I wish we could. We're like I remember the Dukes of Hazard when they brought in um, Bowen. Luke's cousins yeah. when they couldn't get the, and Coy they couldn't yeah. get the contract done with the real actors so they brought in replacements the See, be- James, we need that James-
4: James Duthie told me that you guys taped the majority of your shows in the first two, three days of the month. <laughs> <laughs> like the price is right. Yeah, and yeah. then you just you, you come in for like ten minutes to do the the first segment, and then everything <laughs> yeah. else doesn't matter. God,
1: I, we would so do that if we, we just, could. We just <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, give them
2: lines. Okay, guys, put this at the end of that one.
1: What yeah. a game. You know what I loved? <laughs> uh, going, going back to Dukes of Hazzard briefly, what I loved about them bringing in the cousins was that they had a blonde guy and a dark-haired guy, and they wore the same clothes. <laughs> This is <laughs> Bo and Luke. They were hoping to confuse
4: the viewers. Oh, it was yeah. great. See, I'm old enough. I love Daisy. Oh, yeah, and the mm. Daisy, Daisy Duke was my favorite. Oh, Not yeah. so much anymore. If you want to Google image, <laughs> Daisy. Hasn't aged well? <laughs> well, neither have I. Who's kidding who? But, I mean, a little
1: sketchy. Oh, I love it. Dregs, this has been awesome. Thanks for taking a little time with us. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the, the opening week of the NHL season. I know it's going to be a blast, and hopefully we can chat with you down the road.
4: All right, boys, as always, thanks for having me. Thanks, Dregs, and
2: again, great quality on that phone call. Crystal clear.
4: <laughs> awesome. I mean, what a guy. Seriously, that so, was uh, so, good quality. Christoph, so he
2: has like a, like a studio in his house or something, right? That's why I was so
4: clear. Yeah, he's
1: a built-in connection Look in Brooklyn, that. Ontario. So how do we get uh, Ben that? <laughs> how do we get that to Ben? Well, I'll raise some funds,
4: I'm sure. Uh, TSN will
1: kick over some of that. Uh, well, we'll event. see how the poll goes. And if it's an overwhelmingly in favor, then maybe we'll have to get Nick Caroli. Uh, our, uh, the guy who sets up all these things. To, uh, or maybe we'll just do it from Ben's house.
2: Based on the yeah. feedback I always get, I already know the way it's going to go. And people always say, what's your problem with Ben? I'm like, I'm fine with him. I just don't want to hear from him.
1: That's all. I can't wait. I'm so excited about this poll. So, it's going to uh, be fun. What a fun pod. So that Danny will put
2: that poll up on the on the Twitter machine.
1: Yes, on the tweets. So that's Danny, our social media. We should have Danny on the pod once, just to, so you guys can see the guy who uh, does all these social media things for
2: he, us. He listen, he's listening right now.
1: He is. Hey, yeah. Danny. Hi, Danny. He's over in the other Danny! He's a good guy. Danny, uh, he had some issues with his condo. Yeah. Yeah. You, burst
2: pipe and stuff. Yeah,
1: and so you had to go uh, sleep in the the guest suite in the condo. But then people would come to stay in the guest suite, so then the condo would be like, "Yeah, you're going to have to you have to leave." So uh, they'd be homeless for a while. That's yeah. when he became But gritty. luckily it wasn't a pipe, it was a water pipe. Yeah, can you imagine? Pipe burst? Yeah. Move me out. Yeah, get me out of that condo. So uh, looking forward to uh, monthly appearances from Ben and having dregs. Dregs was great. Great having dregs on. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, But that's it. That's the pod for the week. Have a great week.
3: Bye-bye. They're going home.